Hello, I'm Neil Hughes Hutchings, Senior Health and Safety Consultant at Naphtham's Health and Safety. I am back for another edition of my podcast. In previous ones I have covered lone working and the hazards that present themselves during autumn and winter months. I also teamed up with Chris back in December to cover driving for work. This month it is just back to myself, so let's crack on. So, here we are, well into another year. Perhaps the start of a new business or financial year and you are trying to get value for money or reduce your costs. Many organisations look to see if they can renegotiate service maintenance contracts or source new contractors to carry out works on their care homes. Do you have a procurement procedure in place or would you just use an internet search engine to find a subcontractor to bring on board? Any care home provider or care sector organisation that uses contractors has health and safety responsibilities. Not just for the contractor they procure, but also for anyone else that could be affected by their activities. So why do I need to be concerned with contractors? Remember, they are not your employees and so they may be unfamiliar with your workplace. They are in effect strangers and would not know your safety rules or safety procedures. In addition, they will not know the hazards and risks within your organisation or premises. As a care home provider selecting contractors, you need to satisfy yourselves that the subcontractor you choose can actually carry out the job. You also need to satisfy yourself that they can do it safely without putting your residents, employees or members of the public at risk. Therefore, it is prudent that you investigate your subcontractors and make inquiries. You want to find out that they have the competence to do the job you are asking them to do. We can define competence as the necessary skills, experience, knowledge and qualifications to carry out the job. So what do you need to take into account during the procurement of contractors? The first discussion point is risk assessment. Any organisation or individual should carry out a risk assessment for the activity they are undertaking. The significant findings of a risk assessment will usually be written down unless there are fewer than five employees within the organisation. However, it is prudent that those organisations with fewer than five employees continue to have written risk assessments. Should you ask for a risk assessment from your contractor before they carry out the work? You may feel more at ease seeing a risk assessment from a contractor, but ask yourself why are you requesting it and what are you going to do with it? You are more than likely using a contractor because you do not have the necessary skills, knowledge, qualifications or experience to do the work activity yourself. So with this in mind, are you the best person to review that risk assessment and deem it to be suitable and sufficient? After risk assessment, we move on to method statements. A method statement details how a contractor intends to undertake a work activity. It should summarise their approach to the job in hand. Like with risk assessments, you may still not have the necessary skills, experience, knowledge and qualifications to review the method statement in its entirety, but it will give you a very good idea on how they plan to carry out the work. You may consider how large a contractor's organisation is. A smaller company or self-employed contractor 
can undertake work just as safely as a large multinational company. You may also see from time to time a series of letters and numbers that organisations have, such as ISO 9001. These we refer to as quality management standards. It evidences that their quality management systems have been subjected to external audit and they meet the set criteria for that quality standard. Other familiar standards are those for environmental, ISO 14001, and safety management, ISO 45001. However, none of these standards are guarantees of safety, and so please do not turn down a contractor who does not hold any. On to insurances. Which ones should you be checking? It has always surprised me when people ask organisations for employers' liability insurance. This is insurance that protects the contractor's employees only, so perhaps not the most important one to check. Also, if a contractor has employees and they have no employer's liability insurance, they are committing a criminal offence. I would always recommend you request public liability insurance. This insurance is not a legal requirement, but it provides cover for the contractor if a member of the public or client of theirs claims because they have suffered injury or property damage as a result of the contractor's activities. A typical amount covered is £5 million, but for works where the risk is high, such as hot work activities, you may consider that the limit should be £10 million. Other checks you may wish to carry out are to ask your colleagues or other care homes within your portfolio on how contractors have performed. Word of mouth reviews or recommendations can assist with this process. Accessing the contractor's website for reviews or customer feedback scores may be of use. You can also check to see if the contractor holds any accreditations. Are they a member of a trade body or are they a member of an accredited scheme? Although this is no guarantee of safety, it does indicate they have access to specific industry guidance. You can also check the Health and Safety Executive website. The HSE have a database that lists when organisations or individuals receive enforcement notices and list all those that have been prosecuted. If your contractor is listed on there, then you may wish to ask them how they have improved their safety standards since that particular event. So, I hope this leaves you with a few ideas as to how you can go about procuring contractors to work on your care homes. I thank you for listening and look forward to our next encounter.